Welcome to track number 15 of Wiser Serpent. Don't know much about history. Don't know much psychology. Don't know much about philosophy. Don't know much reality. But I do know Jesus And I know that He has chosen me I will give my life to do His will
Amazing. They're fantastic. At least I know that Jesus loves me. Now, masters, what does it mean to be wise as serpents? It means to be a master of contentment. Is that not so? Be happy with what you got. Now, let me give you five circumstances under which you must exhibit contentment. Number one, you must be content in the circumstance of need, when you are in need. Philippians 4.12 says, Not that I speak in respect of want, for I have learned in whatever state I am, therewith to be content. I know both how to be abased, and I know how to abound. Everywhere and in all things, I am instructed both to be full and to be hungry, both to abound and to suffer need. Okay, I've been instructed to suffer need. And I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Amen. So you must show contentment because it is when there is a need that you start to see people's discontentment and disgruntled attitudes. When am I going to get my car? When am I going to have a place to stay? When am I going to have my own room? When am I going to have a car? When will I have money? When will I have this? That's where you see when a person is content or not. Yeah. You know, and you see, you must, you must show needs. You must show uh, contentment in time of need. Amen. All right? Okay. Good. Why? Is this sounding better? Why was it not sounding better before? Why was it not sounding better before? Come. The gentleman should come. You are sleeping, you see. Stand in the middle there. Who are the soldiers? Are you sleeping in front of the... Are you sleeping in front of your... your... Huh? No! How many think that he was sleeping in front of the machine? Fire. Okay. All right. Okay. Next time, don't sleep when you are doing sound. What is your name? Are you, are you happy? Are you excited? Save Jenny. should think that you are exempted from because you may be the one to get the bucket. No lady. If you think you are ladylike, as some type of special lady, be careful. Number two, every, sec- every minister, a pastor, must show himself to be content in and under base circumstances. Base circumstances. 
What is base? What does it mean, base? Huh? The opposite of posh. Wow. Moleganos. Low, of little value, worthless. You see, characteristic of or befitting an inferior person. So when you are in a base circumstance which you think befits an inferior person, you get it. That's not somebody like your type. What type are you? What type are you? Ah, but where is the guy who had received the bombing of the grenade? He's not happy to receive the, what do you call it? How many of you think that some things are inferior to you? You see, when you think that something is below you, you see, that is where it's that there's something wrong. You must show happiness. You must show happiness. That's why people ask me that question. Should they ask me that question? If I'm an evangelist, I must rather be happy that God has allowed me to be an evangelist. Not to be thinking that I'm in this type of circumstances. I need a, a place to bath, I need a place for this, I need this, I need fork and knife, I don't need anything. You must show happiness. And that circumstance you, that you feel are for an inferior person. What do you mean? And that attitude has made us turn up our noses at most of the mission fields that are waiting for evangelists and pastors. We have turned up our noses that is below me. Paul said, again, in the Bible, not that I speak in respect of want, but I have learned in whatsoever state I am, therewith to be content. I know how to be abased. How many can go to toilet on the savannah plain? Raise your hand if you can do it happily. Ladies, only ladies, brothers, you put that hand. Ladies. Any lady who feels it is below you, lift up your hand. Where are they who feel that it's below you? Check and see if there are any sisters who feel some things are below them. Have you seen anybody? Francine? Is below you? How many sisters have been to toilet in the bush before? Stand up. Stand up. Samara, you've not, you have not done it before. 
Sit down. How many sisters have not been to the toilet in the forest before? In the bush before? Stand up. You have not been before. So what about those who, are, who didn't stand up the first time? Those of you who have not been to toilet in the bush before, can you do it? They are not sure of their answers. Are you sure of your answers? Are you more delicate than that? More sophisticated? You see, when you do that and we send you to mission field, you may later tell us that you can't stay there. It is inferior to you. It's below you. What do you mean? And souls will go to hell because of such an attitude. When we were in medical school, we were taken to Danfa, right here, as part of our rotation, where there is no toilet. Was, I don't know if there's toilet there now. It's, it was a KVIP. Yes. Yes, it was a KVIP. And we were told that, you know, we, what, you, ha, you see what is a KVIP, you use it. Practically, and the spirit. Doctor, what did you did you go there? Was there a KVIP? Yes. <laughs> and when I entered, there was my lecturer. You, you pass through the, you pass through the. Uh, what do you call it? All the doors are open. There's no door. There's no door. <laughs> it's called omnibus. There is no door to close off anywhere. So you pass by anybody you greet, anybody that you see. And then you go and you squat. And you know that this is a KVIP constructed, how it is constructed, how it is used. In medical school, we were trained because we are doctors in, 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 a, in, in, a, in a developing country and these are the cause of a lot of diseases from, from the lack of toilets, you see. And it was part, we were there for seven days. And I mean, the seven days, you see that it, unless you have a special constipation, you will go there by all means. Yeah. So you see, what I'm telling you, it's not, it's not absurd. You may think, I, I, you always think I'm joking till I say certain things. It's real. Yeah. When I, when I sent my crusade directors out at, at a point, I bought each of them a, a small shovel, a small one like this. Yes. Shovel. You just take a small place and then you whatever and you cover it. That's all. 
Yeah. For healing Jesus. You had your own little. Yeah. And we bought it from America. Yeah. When they go for camps and camping and so on, and they have all these tools. You use it to dig whatever and you just do everything there and cover it and it's okay. Yeah. Yeah. So you see now, we don't want any too big whatever here. Alright? Is it clear or it's not clear? I know how to abase. Yes. Must know how to do everything. Stoop, stand here, do everything. Number three. You must know how to be content when you are suffering. Paul said, Philippians 4, I know how to abound and to suffer need. So you suffer the need. Not just you are in need, but you are actually suffering in the need. The next one. You must know how to be content in circumstances of abundance. He says, I know how to be abased and I know how to abound. Amazingly, sometimes it is the people who have a lot or everything who are the most discontent group of people in the world. They are not happy. They are not happy about things. They are always angry, always quarreling. Why do I have this? Why do you have that? I want to have this. You have iPhone 4, iPhone 3, iPhone 4, iPhone 4S, iPhone 5, iPhone 6, iPhone 7, everything. You have everything and you are still more discontent, more spoiled and more beastly. Because you have everything. And those who don't have anything. That's why when people come to countries like Ghana, they find the people happy. And they come and they say, the people are very happy. Were you expecting us to be sad? <laughs> when people come for healing Jesus crusade, one of the commonest uh, remarks that they make, your people are very happy. Everybody seems to be so happy. They are all seem to be happy. They all seem to be happy what they are doing. Do you expect us to be sad? We are happy with what we are doing. You see, but when they see any form of need, any form of difficulty, any form of abasement, you feel that the people must be happy. But when you are a spiritual pilgrim, there will be need, but you will be so happy. There will be abasing circumstances, but you are a happy person. There will be suffering, but you are a happy person. And even in, when the abundance comes, you will say, look at this. The Lord has been so kind. I should have even been dead. Look at what he has done for me. Yeah. So you must learn it. And some of us, we have what we call a forward spirit. Forward. Write it down. Forward. Now, forward means to be habitually opposed. 
It, it means three things. A, a person who is forward. You see, I'm sure you've seen it in the book of Proverbs. Forward. You always think it's forward. But it's forward. It means three things. Three things that I want you to, be, to remember. Number one, it means to be habitually opposed to things. It's like you are always against. They may give you a green car, you are against it. Why was it not red? Why was I not asked what color? Number two, it means willfully contrary. It's you are always contrary or against things. Willfully. And it, 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 is, it is intentional. Willfully contrary. And number three, it means not easily managed. Somebody who is not easy. When he's in a group or when he's in a, in a, in a family or in any kind of group of people, he's the difficult one, not easily managed, willfully contrary, and habitually, like, it's like, almost like a habit that we know that he will be the one who will not be happy. He will be the one who will say something against it. He is the one who will always not be happy about things. It's a, it's a specific type of person. It's an English word. Because, you see, the, it's like um, uh, um, uh, what do you call it? In the, in the English language, that these are people who are are you, with, are you with me? Are you? Alright. Now, it's um, it is from an old word. You see, it's, it's the opposite of toward. Toward, fro, to and fro. So it's that like he's always the opposite, going backwards, going against things. And in every group, you, you talk, sometimes a group of pastors, you have somebody who is forward. It's always against, when there's a meeting, you say, will you not tell us what time we should start? Can you tell us whatever this? Can I ask a question, please? Is it, is it uh, are we only supposed to say positive things at a meeting? Or can we also say what we are thinking? Or the person will stand up and say, well, I want to say something. I know many people are thinking about it, but they can't say it. I want to say it. Because, you know, I think a lot of people are pretending here. So anyway, this is not, I mean, always, you are like, uh, 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 one person stood up and asked me, do you not get tired? I said, tired of what? Do you not, at a meeting? In front of everybody, said, do not get tired. I said, tired of what? Do not get tired of receiving praises. People are praising you and saying good things about you. Do not get tired of that. Yeah. You see, it's a forward character. Forward to and fro. It's not a good... And you see, a Bible says a forward person. Always not happy about whatever there is. Habitually opposed. Willfully contrary. And not easily managed. Now, when you read that the meaning of this word is actually a very scary meaning, if you are like that. And it, it actually says it's the opposite of towards, alright? And uh, it is translated, early translations from the book of Psalms, which means about to depart, departing and doomed to die. Turned away from. Turned from. Toward. Forward. Turned away from. You know? That's not a good character. So if you are here and you are always the odd 
who is against what is being planned, against the decision that are And if you are a pastor and you have a forward person amongst your team, don't be worried because these people exist and you are likely to meet them and have them. And sometimes you have to know how to manage. It's not easy to manage, but you have to manage them. And you have to be careful because the person can cast that spirit into the whole group. And soon you see that it's difficult to organize a meeting with that person. Willfully contrary. Habitual. It's a habit to be opposed. It's a habit to be the opposition. <laughs> when they say, let's all go here. I don't know why you always just say we should all go there. It's not so easy for everybody to go there. I want to tell you, yes, everybody may be quiet, but what I'm saying is also important. And they want to say that, but they can't say it. So I'm saying it for them. Wow. it. Toward and through it. <laughs> to and fro. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I've seen many of such people. Even among the political parties, you see that there are people who are part of the party, but they are through it within that party. Habitually <laughs> opposed within the party. So contentment is a very, very important thing. But contentment is seen under certain circumstances. It doesn't always show. But when you see that there is a need or there is a base, it's like something that, that is abasing. You are forced to abase. You say, mm, I'm, 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 I'm better than this. Now, six dangers of not being content. Number one, when you are not content, you reach out for things which God has divinely withheld from you. God has not given to you, but you want it. For people who reach out to take what God had withheld. God sometimes withholds things from us. The most famous is Adam. Who God withheld one of the trees. Is that not so? He was given 10,000 million trees. But God withheld the tree of life. That one too, he wanted it. Every time you take what God has decided to withhold from you you get into serious trouble. And it's because you are not content. How many trees did Adam have? 10,000 million trees. But he wanted the one tree that has not been given to him. How many notice that sometimes you have something nice, but it's the one that you don't have. That is the one that you want. Oh, mercy. Number two, Ahab was given the whole of Israel, the king, but he was not given Naboth's vineyard. Yes, he was given the whole of Israel. Be the ruler of the whole of Israel. And he wanted Naboth's vineyard. In addition 
to whatever he had. Hey! What a shock. Is it a good thing? Is it a good thing? Why do you want Naboth's vineyard in addition to the whole of Israel that you've been made a ruler of? What do you rule Naboth's vineyard in a special way? Hey! Number three, David was given lots of women, but he was not given Bathsheba. And when you are discontent, you reach out for the one thing God has withheld from you. And it brings you all your problems in this life. Wow! Huh? Try to be happy with what God has given to you. Because God is blessing you and you need to look at what you have. Maybe God has blessed you with me. Maybe I'm a blessing for you. But it's like you want to have Reverend Doctor Stars and Moons. You want some other person. And it's like what God has given to you. You don't even, you just even look past it. To see something else that God hasn't given to you. And now, instead of reading my simple book on how to pray, you are reading T.D. Jake's books and you don't understand it. It's true. You don't understand it too. He's a great man of God. Or maybe somebody in T.D. Jake's church. God has given him T.D. Jake's. Instead of reading T.D. Jake's book on woman thou art loosed, it's rather reading my book, Daughter, You Can Make It. When you have not been loosed, first of all. You want to make it. You want to make it. So, contentment, very, very important to receive what God has given to you. Number four. Absalom was given the right to be a prince and the right to be an important person in the kingdom. But he was not given the kingdom. And he reached out for the kingdom and he lost his position as a prince. So whenever you reach out for what God has not given you, you lose what God has given you. Because Adam lost his control. Absalom lost his position as a Prince. Ahab lost the kingship. David lost the control of his kingdom because he took one. He had lots of beautiful women, and I'm sure there was a, a, another woman with bottoms as big as Bathsheba's in town, almost identical to Bathsheba. Because he was a king, he could have called for any of these women. But somehow, he wanted Bathsheba. So whenever you, are, you show discontentment about what God has given you, and you, know, you are not happy with what God has given you, reach out to take what God hasn't given you. Start to lose what God originally gave you. Yeah. So contentment is a very, very important thing. Alright? So I'm giving you six dangers of discontentment. And I told you, Serpents are 
very wise because they, they, have, they have the ability to be content. You know, they can eat and they don't. It's like, why are you not moving out, out to town? So I ate last October. I'm okay. <laughs> I'm okay, Clara. Don't you need to eat again? No, I'm, I'm alright. Wow. Don't you want another meal? Oh no, it's okay. I'm cool, Clara. Don't you want to move to another house? Don't you want to have this? Don't you want to have that? I'm cool. God has been good to me. God has been good to me. Don't you want to have a best? No, no. I'm very happy. I'm happy with my Hyundai. But you could have the best. What, what is in the Benz? Look at this Hyundai. Can you get what I have in this Hyundai? In the Benz. Can't you see that it's good? Without this attitude, you can never be in full-time ministry. You always be saying, I would have had this, I would have had this, I would have had this, I would have had this. Maybe you wouldn't have had it. By now I would have been this. By now I would have had this. By now I would have been this. You see, and you see that you become restless. That's why you shouldn't be in full-time ministry. You should be in another ministry. Tigo or MTN ministry. Yeah. So you can keep moving jobs. From Tigo, you move to MTN. From MTN, they transfer you to another country. Or from MTN, you move to Barclays. From Barclays, you move to Stanchard. From Stanchard, you move to Zenith. Like that. You keep on moving. Because you keep on reaching out. You are an outreach man. Number two, when you are not content, you fall into the sin of comparison. The sin of comparison. For we dare not make ourselves of the number or compare ourselves with some that commend themselves. But they measuring themselves by themselves and comparing themselves among themselves are not wise. Amen. Are you there? Yeah. When you fall into this, you are discontent, you start to compare. Compare. And you start to look, what does he have? What do they do? What do they have? I will tell you something that they have. Should I tell you something that they have? They have something you don't have. Something different from yours. And yours is also different from theirs. If you want to know the truth, it's different from yours. Is it better? I don't know. So, and you see, do you know why comparison is, is dangerous? Do you know why comparison is dangerous? Comparison is dangerous because human beings, most of us, are not deep thinkers. You see, if you are, you can compare, or when you compare, right, if you are a deep thinker, you think deeply enough, you may come to the right conclusion when you compare. But most people are not deep. So when you compare, you just compare two things. And you just come to another mind is not good. Now, 
You say that your husband is not rich. He doesn't bring much money to the house. And you look across and you see Mr. Jones. Mr. Jones is bringing so much to the house. You've compared only one thing. What else you see? What else I said that comparison is very dangerous when you don't think deeply. If you think, okay, Mr. Jones is bringing money. Do you know what else Mr. Jones is bringing? Do you know how Mr. Jones shouts in the house? Do you know how he slaps? Do you know how many times they've been to the police station? On assault case, battery and assault. You say that your, your husband doesn't bring much money. But he allows you to go to church. You come at any time. Any time he's just there. As if he hasn't seen you. You don't do anything. He doesn't mind. You don't cook. There is no food. There is no sex. There's no, you are not even available to talk to the person. He has now married television in your absence. You wouldn't praise God. You see, you didn't think deeply. He says he's useless, but he comes to church. If you have met somebody whose husband doesn't go to church, Eh? Even he allows her, but he himself doesn't go to church. And you are, when you are washing his trouser, you will be emptying the pocket. When you empty the pocket, you will see med lab tests, med lab for sexually transmitted diseases. There's tests. Yeah. As you are washing, you, you come and say, med lab. What is that? Sexually transmitted disease clinic. Then he said, ah, what is that? Then he realized, ah, ain't it not? I to have been feeling something itching me. Hmm. Yes. Not knowing that there are other disadvantages. So because you don't go deep, you quickly come to a conclusion that mine is not good. This one is good. Mine is not good. You know, that's why God has advised. Don't compare. You say you would like to be married to me. Do you know how difficult it is to be married? Because you are only look at one. Oh, if I'm the, if I'm the bishop, no. If I'm the bishop's wife. Oh, it will be so sweet. I'll go to Korea. I'll enjoy. Oh, I'll, I'll go to Malaysia. It will be sweet. Oh. I'll be so invited. I'll be the first lady. I'll buy nice dresses. I'll do my hair and I'll sit in front. Everybody will look at me. I'll be so happy. Huh? They'll cry for me. Wow. That's only one thing. You only look at one side. My wife is not beautiful. When I see the beautiful lady, I realize that I shouldn't have entered a relationship at that time. And I've married now. It's late. I should have waited. 
Because I've seen they were more beautiful girls. Especially that sister called Patience. Patience. Sister Pat. She's beautiful. But that's all. Finish. Dressing her. And that is all. She cannot cook. She will not cook. She has a bad attitude. She does not even smile. Wow. As for sex. No, 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 no. Zip. It's a negotiation before you have sex. We we'll discuss. The Bible says, the Bible says, the Bible says, the Bible says. And she will say, the Bible says, and so what? The Bible says, and so what? Look at your mouth. You take me to be one of those prostitutes. Nonsense. You take me to be one of those prostitutes. I'm not a prostitute. All these things that you want me to do, I'm not a prostitute. Stupid. The fact that I've married you doesn't mean that I should get up, get up and so I should jump. I should, I should move. Yeah, I should do this. I can't do it. I say I can't do it. What do you mean? No, she's the most beautiful. She's Miss Ghana. She's Miss Deluxe. So you see, you, you shouldn't have compared your humble wife you have in the house whose stomach has grown a little bigger. You are compared deeply. You see that God has given you a nice bono mattress. You can, you can enjoy. <laughs> they didn't compare well. That's why I say, don't compare. You can't. You know, valuation, they do it for four years in tech. Like to how to know whether this one is more valuable than this. It's not a small thing. Four years that this one is more valuable than this and this is what makes it valuable than this one and this factor and this factor. You can't easily know the value of something. So, this house is more valuable than this house. When you go, you'll find out that this house is more expensive than this. Wow! So, yeah. There's a reason. Because of this and this and this, it changes it. So, you just start comparing but you see, it's four years of school, university, to know the value and I'm telling you, I'm sure if there's a course on valuation of ladies, you'll be surprised if there's a course and you stay, we get up and we start valuing the sisters that you are choosing. You'll be surprised. On a scale of 0 to 100, you see, when you bring this one forward, let me show you. Stand up, ladies, the front row. Wow. You'll be surprised. And the valuation up to 100. They may say, this one, 20. This one, 13. This one, 65. This one, 66. This one, 6. And this one, 9. 
And you say, ah, she failed her. How did she get only nine points in the valuation? And this person, I don't even know her name. She had 65. What is there about her? And you say, ah, there's something. Yes. And you'll be surprised. When we go into it, you find that this one can make meat pies. Can you make meat pies? No, she cannot make meat pies. A sister can make meat pies. When you go into it, you realize that this one, she can serve 25, 30 people at the same time. If they come to us, she can cook for them. Can you cook for 25, 30 people? Yes. <laughs> when it comes to sex, you'll find out that this one, she is an acrobat. It's an acrobat. did you get? Six. And this one is a cadaver. Cadaver means that you are just there. Finish what you are doing. You had 66. When you come to this one, you'll find that this one not only is she an acrobat, but she's also into gymnastics. How many do you, how much percentage do you get? 16%. Now when we go into this one, you may find out that this one has a problem with faithfulness. Uh, valuation. She, she can make meat pies, this, 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 but whatever. But if you travel, if you travel, you can't tell. You can't tell what is going to happen. That's why she has 16%. So, do you understand why God says, don't compare? Because you don't know a lot of deeper things. That makes. So that's why you should be led more by the Spirit when you are choosing. And if, if you were mature enough, you shouldn't even choose your own husband or wife. Somebody should choose for you. Or some a higher person. Who will look at certain other values? Wow. When the person will choose and say, You say, I've chosen this one for you. You say, Oh, daddy, why? And I'll say, Ah, now we're expecting something different. It's not very good. So it's very good. <laughs> Okay, no problem. Number three, sit down, girls. A minister who is not content falls into the sin of jealousy. Yeah. You know the story of a, a, a man who came and gave 
ever the laborers, he said, I give you one penny for a day. And then at the ninth hour, somebody came and worked one penny. Do you understand? And then people got up and they were annoyed. They said, ah, why? And the man asked, did I do something wrong to you? Did I do something wrong to you? No, please. Then why? If this man, he, he, he didn't work hard. But you, your hard work, I promised you one. Did I give it to you? You have. Then why? You are thinking of what somebody else has. And you are jealous of what somebody else has. It has nothing to do with you. So watch out. Those of you who have made yourself masters of jealousy. The next one. When you are discontent, it can expose you to ridicule. Gehazi, who was a man of God, amen? What did he do? He said he was, his master wants some money. Do you get it? And he ran after uh, the king and told him, oh, my master wants, uh, my master wants some money because of the prophecy he gave you. You know, <laughs> he said that uh, it will not be much, just one talent, you know, and, um, you know, just one, he's not, my, my master is not greedy. But Naaman saw through that this man was not a happy man. He was working for Elijah, but he was not a happy servant. So the first thing he told him was, be content, take two. He asked him for one talent, but he told him, be content. I can see you are not happy at the place you are working in the ministry. So his first advice to him, even unbelievers can see when we pastors are not content. They can see that what we have, we want more, we want money, we want this, we want that. So they tell you straight to your face, be content, take two. He got silver, this, and gave it to him, take it, and go. You must be careful. You know, your con- discontentment is seen outside. That's why I will never advise you to come and work for the Lord with discontentment. Be in Tigo and be at that place and express your discontentment there on them. But don't come into the church and come and be always not content. Can I have for this? We have this for that, this for that. There's nothing like that. Be content. So if you are not content, there is a place that they are more able to receive discontentment than the church. The church is not a good place to express discontentment. Did you hear me? Yeah. Gehazi was a believer. Gehazi was a believer. Do you see? Gehazi was a believer. But Naaman was an unbeliever. But Naaman saw through the pastor, the pastor who was training. Gehazi was a training pastor under Elisha. Gehazi saw through. He said, you are discontented. Everything, you are not happy with your position. You are not happy with what you have. You are not happy with everything about the ministry. Take two. Be careful. Your discontentment will disgrace you. 
Be happy with what God has done for you. Amen? Amen. And that last of all, a person who is not content can expose himself to curses. Curses. When Gehazi got back, they cursed him properly. So, if you are going to be as wise as a serpent, what are you going to be? Content with one meal every once a year. Some crocodiles even are like that. They eat once a year. When the animals are crossing the Serengeti River, they eat just one or two and they sleep for the rest of the next year. And then there are plenty the lions, they have to eat every day. Every day they are hunting. Now, the next important wisdom key of a serpent is that 